This is section three, chapter two and three, of a burlesque autobiography and romance, by Mark Twain. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter two, festivity and tears, and chapter three, the plot thickens, from the book A Burlesque Autobiography and Romance by Mark Twain. Chapter two, festivity and tears. Six days after the occurrences related in the above chapter. The brilliant capital of the Duchy of Brandenburg was resplendent with military pageantry, and noisy with the rejoicings of loyal multitudes, for Conrad the young heir to the crown was come. The old duke's heart was full of happiness, for Conrad's handsome person and graceful bearing had won his love at once. The great halls of the palace were thronged with nobles, who welcomed Conrad bravely, and so bright and happy did all things seem that he felt his fears and sorrows passing away and giving place to a comforting contentment. But in a remote apartment of the palace a scene of a different nature was transpiring. By a window stood the duke's only child, the Lady Constance. Her eyes were red and swollen and full of tears. She was alone. Presently she fell to weeping anew and said aloud, "'The villain Detson is gone, has fled the dukedom.' I could not believe it at first, but, alas, it is true. And I loved him so. I dared to love him so. I knew the duke my father would never let me wed him. I loved him, but now I hate him. With all my soul I hate him. Oh, what is to become of me? I am lost, lost, lost. I shall go mad. End of chapter 2. Festivity and Tears. Chapter 3. The Plot Thickens. A few months drifted by. All men published the praises of the young Conrad's government, and extolled the wisdom of his judgments, and the mercifulness of his sentences, and the modesty with which he bore himself in his great office. The old duke soon gave everything into his hands, and sat apart, and listened with proud satisfaction while his heir delivered the decrees of the crown from the seat of the premier. It seemed plain that one so loved and praised and honored of all men as Conrad was could not be otherwise than happy. But, strange enough, he was not, for he saw with dismay that the Princess Constance had begun to love him. The love of the rest of the world was happy fortune for him, but this was freighted with danger. And he saw, moreover, that the delighted Duke had discovered his daughter's passion likewise, and was already dreaming of a marriage. Every day somewhat of the deep sadness that had been in the princess's face faded away. Every day hope and animation beamed brighter from her eye, and by and by even vagrant smiles visited the face that had been so troubled. Conrad was appalled. He bitterly cursed himself for having yielded to the instinct that had made him seek the companionship of one of his own sex when he was new and a stranger in the palace when he was sorrowful and yearned for a sympathy such as only women can give or feel. He now began to avoid his cousin, but this only made matters worse, for naturally enough the more he avoided her the more she cast herself in his way. He marveled at this at first, and next it startled him. The girl haunted him, she hunted him, she happened upon him at all times and in all places, in the night as well as in the day. She seemed singularly anxious. There was surely a mystery somewhere. This could not go on forever. All the world was talking about it. 
the duke was beginning to look perplexed poor conrad was becoming a very ghost through dread and dire distress one day as he was emerging from a private anteroom attached to the picture gallery constance confronted him and seizing both his hands in hers exclaimed oh why do you avoid me what have i done what have i said to lose your kind opinion of me for surely i had it once conrad do not despise me but pity a tortured heart i cannot cannot hold the words unspoken longer lest they kill me i love you conrad there despise me if you must but they would be uttered conrad was speechless constance hesitated a moment and then misinterpreting his silence a wild gladness flamed in her eyes and she flung her arms about his neck and said you relent you relent you can love me you will love me oh say you will my own my worshipped conrad conrad groaned aloud a sickly pallor overspread his countenance and he trembled like an aspen presently in desperation he thrust the poor girl from him and cried you know not what you ask it is forever and ever impossible and then he fled like a criminal and left the princess stupefied with amazement a minute afterward she was crying and sobbing there and conrad was crying and sobbing in his chamber both were in despair both saw ruin staring them in the face by and by constance rose slowly to her feet and moved away saying to think that he was despising my love at the very moment that i thought it was melting his cruel heart i hate him he spurned me did this man he spurned me from him like a dog end of chapter two and three